Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the worst idea of all time, episode number 44. Guy, hello. Hello to you, Tim, and uh, happy Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day also um, to you and yours. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, We've both- apologies for the sound sound quality on this episode it might be uh quite dicey because we're coming to you live on location i'm in the nation's capital wellington i'm in christchurch taking a morning off uh bargain hunting at the local mall so that i may discuss the uh cinematic offering the latest cinematic offering uh from what i understand from michael patrick king and his band of merry ladies sex in the city too uh, we got up bright, uh, bright and early for this one. Seven forty-five a.m. kickoff. Um, don't know why. It's hard to find the time in the holidays, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, the thing is, is like a, you got to pick a three-hour and then some block to fit this in. And um, around the Christmas period, it's never, a, never a fun time. No, I'm, something very. Yeah. Very great. I'll paint you a little picture of my morning, actually. I, so my parents at the moment, they've uh, sold their place, so they're living in like a, in a city service department style scenario, which is lovely and very central, but very small. So I'm kind of sleeping on a couch here and um, got up bright and early just to crack into sex in the city too. And there was just, it's filled with a lot of sadness through this watch. It was not good. Yeah, I, blue. I, uh, I got up at... 7.30 to give myself 15 minutes to fix some toast and a cup of joe. Um, mm-hmm. And th- this is the first, not the first time, but um, there's my there's mum and dad have got some weird new media system installed and I actually got to watch it on Netflix on a big TV. It's the closest I've, I've come, apart from I think we watched it on a projector, to seeing it in cinema. It was quite a, um, it was good for the audio. It was picking up all sorts of audio cues. Yeah, I'm actually... I agree. I had a good audio run today as well because I was listening in uh, headphones. Yeah, it's right, right in there. I've got the uh, I got the Netflix sort of the still for the option to watch the movie. It's got one and a half stars out of five, a generous one and a half. Uh, mm. The blurb 
Gal pals, Carrie, Charlotte, Samantha and Miranda embark on a much-needed vacation to exotic Abu Dhabi. What do you think of that as a byline for the film? Um, it's, I'd say it's accurate. Yeah. The, the gal pals, they go to Abu Dhabi, it all checks out. It, One and a half stars is deserved. It, is it, yeah, it's is all... it much needed? How do you mean? Do you mean there needs to be more intel there? Or no, like, no, I mean the holidays. There doesn't it's need described to... here as much needed. Oh, I beg your pardon. Yeah, well, that's how they present it in the film. It's so funny. I've, I've, I, w- I was Googling around um, just before kickoff about Sex in the City stuff, and um, apparently Michael Patrick King decided to set this in Abu Dhabi because when he was doing all the promotion and junkets and shit to promote the first movie, he became really fascinated by these like foreign lands that he was travelling to. And uh, so he, he decided on shooting it and setting it in Abu Dhabi based on doing press junkets for the first movie and then eventually um, as we know Abu Dhabi got wind of just how hedonistic and sexualized this franchise is and banned them from filming it there so they had to shift production to Morocco but um, I can't, I've got this theory uh, on this watch that the ending where the, um, the hotel flips out and starts charging them because they're on a, a free trip. Like, everything's just mirroring <laughs> precisely what Michael Patrick King went through. It's so thinly veiled. The whole reason they're in Abu Dhabi is a press junket, right? Yeah. It's, it's, to, it's to get Samantha over there so she can do some PR, which is, it's just like, Michael Patrick King basically has gotten his journal and inserted the girls into it. And then they get burned by the hotel, just like he gets burned by Abu Dhabi. I don't think that was the original ending on this. And so I think, as a result, like there's an extra 30 minutes of this movie that wasn't, wasn't in the first cut. So you, I, I see. So uh, I'm a bit... I'm not as coherent as normal. I apologise for that guy. But I just, I've been trapped in a cocoon of solitude and loneliness for the last three hours that's all right well um to communicate with you after the watch i actually went on facebook to get in touch and i see that you've i haven't read them yet i've just opened it now uh so the last thing i sent to you at 7:42 a.m was i'm going in and then i'll read now for you and the the listener the list of messages i'll join you in two minutes best of luck out there mate this is fucked they only just got on the plane i'm filled with sadness Guy, acknowledge me. I can see that you can see these messages. I hadn't seen them. Nobody gives a shit about your date confection, Kerry. I'm just shouting into a void here, Guy. Hey, you know how counterfeit shit is counterfeit? Yeah, that's the case here too. Have a lovely market. Who was the practice match against? Did the Aussie team practice to kicking around some fiver side? Was another foreign team involved in the idiotic friendly? I want to know. You're a real piece of shit, Montgomery. Uh, sort of one of Tim Bat's catchphrases, if you will. I actually did have... Um, uh, my. I'll go straight into it. Do you want to know my shining light this morning, Tim? <laughs> I'd love to, yeah. I like that you're barely acknowledging those messages with any well, kind no, of emotional you, you, response. You've, it's just like, they exist, here they are. Yeah, that, well that's, I mean, you know, it's, it's par for the course really. Uh, th- that Australian rugby team, when they get to the pool after the practice match, and this comes down to the audio experience I had today, I can hear the general yabbering, the sort of like, they just obviously got 10 people to go into a room and record what they think Australian people sound like. <laughs> and if you listen to the audio, it's like, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, bloody, oh, yeah, oh, bloody sports, living in the city. It's just, it's just, 
nonsense. Uh, but they. I love that it's so regionalized. It's like I've read that in old Hollywood they used to get the crowds to say the word walla. That's how they did like blah blah blah, and they get a room full of people to go walla 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 walla, walla, walla. to get uh, to get an Australian crowd. Sound like <laughs> oh, that's what an American walla, sounds walla, like. Walla. But Australians are like, yeah, yeah, nah, mate, oh, yeah, mate, yeah, nah, nah yeah, 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 yeah. I um, look to one. So, what was your shining light? The sound, the background sound of Aussies. Uh yeah, the accuracy of the Australian, just the a general general Australian atmos, the at, mm. the atmos of Australian chat, uh, beautifully done, beautifully inserted. I mean, the whole that whole rugby subplot just gives me the shits every time. <laughs> and it's like I don't know it's partly it's, for, it's mostly for Samantha's storyline you know when Samantha's like did they bring their balls you know yeah. I always want I always want the hotel manager to say no they somehow forgot the balls it's causing huge problems here <laughs> at the hotel the whole tournament's been postponed I mean it's we're up <laughs> shit creek Samantha and the last fucking thing I need to deal with right now is you and your innuendo and it's You're not like, even paying to be here, Samantha. <laughs> like, leave your shitty jokes at the door. Just be grateful and eat some humble pie, for Christ's sake. Can you imagine? Don't get in there cracking jokes. If you're paying the what it's worth, the $22,000 a night, then you get to crack jokes. Not if you're there on a fucking freebie. Can you imagine organizing, uh, somehow, Abu Dhabi pitching and winning a trial World Cup tournament, a first of its kind... In Abu Dhabi, and then all the teams arrive, except for the All Blacks, because they're not falling for that shit. All the teams mm. arrive, and they're like, all right, we're ready. Where are the balls? And the hotel manager. I mean, the panic that must have just coursed through his body is he's like, oh, fuck. I knew I fucking forgot <laughs> something. <laughs> Mate, the only issue I've got with what you just said is you didn't address the All Blacks by their full title, the Mighty All Blacks. Uh, the, the Go the Mighty Boys, uh, the... Back-to-back world champions, the All Blacks. Shit, God bless them. Shit, I love them. Uh, yeah, look, it's Tim. I didn't have a good time this morning either. But it, to be honest, it just felt like it just felt like uh, going into work, punching in my time card, just getting through a, a day, and uh, coming out the other end. You know, it was it was worse than that for me um, today. Something uniquely bad about it. It was the worst one I've had in, in quite some time. I can't remember when it was this bad. Um, I, I worry about you. I feel like you're on a slippery slope downhill at the moment. Spirits are so mm. low in the bat camp. They're not high. I'm just, uh, by the way, if you can get a ton, of course, you're getting a lot of atmos there. You might be able to hear a plane that's just gone over me. I'm, I'm outside on a balcony just overlooking a beautiful sunshiny day in Wellington in God's own. Um, it's, it's nice out here, but it's noisy. But I will say this. Um, I'm not sure when this episode's going to come out because we really blow our load in terms of bandwidth with that five-hour episode. So we've, we might have to wait for the new year to click over for it to refresh how much space we got on the thingy. <laughs> so if this is late, apologies for that. But um, <laughs> these, are the, these are the technical challenges that we are dealing with on a daily basis. You Just know, you're battling away. You're trying to get the show to you. You put a piece of five-hour content out there that no one asked for, and a surprising amount of people listen to. And you, you know, then you you face all sorts of battles and the and the fallout from that. I actually took several notes this morning, Tim. Some of which I would just love to dive into with you. I took notes too. You go for gold, mate. Let's rip uh, well, obviously, you know that this television uh, has caused a lot of problems in Big and Carrie's relationship. 
uh, mm. which, you know, if, if television is what's causing problems, I think you've got to look deeper inside than that. She's saying to him, I don't want to be one of those boring couples who watch TV in bed and don't talk. Could you imagine? So they got back together, whatever, in 2010. Could you yeah. imagine five years later what Netflix has done to this couple? It has completely rewritten the rule book on watching television in bed. I mean, do you think Carrie's made her peace with that? Or do you think they're just a seriously unhappy couple? I actually suspect that streaming services like Netflix have brought people like Carrie into the fold where they're more understanding. Because it's not like previously when the uninitiated would think of television, you just think of this big grey blob of deadliest catch in your head and you write the whole medium off as a whole. But what people have access now is uh, they've got access to niche content that fits their requirements, what they want to see. Got a little itch that can only be scratched by a doco? Mate, tons of them. Tons of them on there. Do you want a bit of light entertainment or some really well-executed drama? Maybe an excellent comic book series, you know, a la Jessica Jones? Fucking flip that on. It's all there waiting for you. Um, this episode brought to you by Netflix. Yeah, as they all are. Um, well, you know, that's a, that's a fair point, I guess. So maybe it isn't the death now. The other thing around that TV was when he's watching Deadliest Catch, and you know you can hear uh, one of the characters in Deadliest Catch going, Is that all you got? Yeah. That sounds to me so much like Aiden. Oh. It's so weird that you say that because I think I've got a vague memory of. Th- I I thought I heard that voice this watch and I thought something and I can't remember what my thought was and it might have been that as well. It's go- um, it's got to be. But surely, if they have used a, the name Deadliest Catch, they're using a real clip from the real show, right? Well, you know, Aiden or whatever the actor's name is. Mm. Probably spent a bit of down. He could have been shooting a crab fishing movie, and he he did some uh, research by going on Deadliest Catch for a week. Could be a celebrity guest episode. Oh my god, the crossover! That'd be so good if Michael Patrick King snuck that in and didn't tell anyone that the guy who plays Aiden is in Deadliest Catch, and that's the clip that they fished out. Don't excuse the pun. These are the and decided to put in the movie. These are the Easter eggs that people don't otherwise know about, and that's why what we're doing is so fucking valuable. Yeah, it only takes 44 watches to crack that nut and, as well. And then when they are in the market, right? So uh, uh, according to this timeline, I think Aiden is actually, the character Aiden is the guy from Deadliest Catch. So I think after Carrie and Aiden split, he sort of went on a huge soul-searching journey before he met his current wife uh, and wound up on these sort of Alaskan big rigs fishing. And what I wanted to happen, when you know when they see each other in old Abu Dhabi in the market and they're the, the music's playing and they're sort of walking towards one another in slow motion. I can't, yeah. I can't remember if I've articulated this before. All I want to happen there is to just for them to just keep walking past each other. Like they've both, <laughs> they've both spotted something just past the other person and they're so absorbed yeah. in it. Just a little red herring, just something different. From- it would be a lovely play on that oft-used trope. Yeah, it'd be a really nice um, bit of comedy. And can you can you boys. imagine how devastating that would be for the super fans? Because I mean, MKP's already shitting and shitting on them with with the whole film in the first place. But if you're watching yeah. and you're like, oh my god, Carrie and Aiden are going to be reunited in Abu Dhabi, and then they just keep walking, and Aiden just walks out of the movie forever. Whoops. But yeah, they obviously didn't didn't go with that choice. Guy, I'm gonna if I may dive into a couple of my notes that I've written here as well um, for some reason I've put time codes in as well and I've just written comments they're kind of like journal entries um, I've got a th- 
0 minutes 30 seconds. The movie appears to be playing slowly. Alicia Keys in slow mo or something. I'm scared. Yeah, I remember that thought. That was. Um, it, just, it felt. I actually checked uh, my media player on my laptop to make sure I was playing it at the correct speed because it, it, it felt like everything was playing at about sort of seventy five percent of what it should have been, which was terrifying because then what is already a two and a half hour movie could have turned into like three and a quarter. Um, but it wasn't. It was just my mind playing tricks on me. That's it just uh, felt longer right from the get go, right from the first frame. Yeah. Yeah. I terrifying. That is terrifying. It's also kind of um empowering if you think about what, what the human brain's doing there and is capable of. And you think about, you know, your your personal mental relationship with this movie. I mean, this this movie is running ram ram shot, is that the word? It's running riot. Rough shot. It's just running all over you, mate. You you, you just mm. you're sort of this passive um target and the movie's just a big tank. Mm. You've got to you've got to stick up for yourself. When the movie starts, you need to stand up in whatever room you're in and look at the screen and say, "No, not today, death." <laughs> Quick shout out to uh, "Till Death Do Us Blart," yep. our sister podcast. A lovely enterprise which involves only watching a terrible movie once a year. Do you call it a sister project if it's if it's you doing it, or is it generally if it's like other people but the spirit connects it? You choose. I call it a sister. It's our sister podcast. Um, you can check it out at deathblart.com, I think. Did I buy that URL? Definitely at tilldeathdoasblart.com. Um, shout out to the McElroy brothers, my brother, my brother and me. Um, the next note I had is at the six minute mark. Now, Guy, I'm going to paint a picture for you. You're at a wedding um, that's in Connecticut. It's two dudes getting married. Um, you're fully dressed. You've done your hair. You're like, you're ready to get out the door. Like a lot of time and energy has been put into getting yourself perfect. Are you going to fuck at that point? Someone you're married to? (laughs) (laughs) I love uh, this line of questioning. Uh, Look, you know, you got to, this is, I actually admire this about Karen Bigger. They're they're indulging their sexual whims. It's uh, it's important for a healthy relationship. I, I, I see your point though. I don't think. Thanks, Dan Savage. I didn't know you would have such a strong opinion on it, but I was actually happy to hear that. You're right. Maybe I'm being unfair. Nah, on nah but yeah, I mean, it goes both ways, though, because you do have to think Carrie is the best man. Uh, mm. She has obviously spent a lot of time on her hair. I mean, it's a it's a bloody crow's nest. It's crimp. Crimp's, it's crimp's, fucked. Crimp's it's city, ob- baby. It's, ob- it's obviously taken so long to do, but it is so shit. Uh, she also comes, because Big's like, how's my tie? And then Carrie comes out and says, how's my tie? Which is classic both of them, first of all. Uh, mm. They're both self-involved. She kind of overrides his question with, with the fact she's also wearing a tie. And then he's like, you need a little help. Touches, like, touches it for 10 seconds and proceeds to do absolutely nothing to the bow tie. I just think, no, nah, you know, I'm, I'm, I like your question, but I'm all for them having sex. If anything, that's uh, Good on you. a rare bastion of hope for their otherwise doomed relationship. I like what you're doing for my um, dark approach, Guy. You're questioning it, you're meeting at it, you're coming right up to its face and you're shouting at it and you're going, hey, 
I'm treating your socks up, mate. I'm treating Pull it socks up. like a big scary dog, and uh, you know the, a dog can smell fear. And you got to, you got. It's so funny that you use dog as an analogy because my next note came out the seven minute mark, and I just wrote down. I don't know why, but I want more of Samantha's dog in the movie, and I do. I stand by that comment. Yeah, it's funny. It's wearing a little hat. There's a lot to like there. Tim, before we plow through the rest of your notes, because I'm curious, I, I would like to know, at what point did uh, your note-taking seriously start to drop off? Because there's no way in hell you kept up this level of note-taking for two, hour, two and a half hours. 20-minute mark. And then what happened? Um, I had two more notes after that, and that's it. And what was happening in your, yeah, the, what was happening in your mind? I, I just kind of surrendered, I guess. Because it's sort of like the notes are, are almost like you're putting up a battle to the movie. You're like, yeah, I'll, I'll think about you. I'll chew over you. I'll try and come up with some angles, you know. I'll think of some thoughts while I'm watching. And then eventually you just, it's just sheer brute force of the film. You just go, oh, fuck it. Fine. You win. You win. I'll just switch off. I'll just let you wash all around me with your Does it occur to you the insanity of trying to, um, trying to wrestle with an inanimate object such as this movie the movie will pay it's like hitting a tennis ball against a wall and hoping to win mm. yeah you're right it makes no, you're right makes no sense because i i sort of i mean i made a few notes throughout i got i got but yeah it, dro- it drops off that point i think we flagged it last week when uh mm. they have that argument and the whole movie just turns to shit Oh, I mapped that out actually. It's interesting because that happens at the 27 minute mark of the film and Sex and the City episodes on HBO were half an hour and they don't have ads. So they would have been almost exactly that length. So it is like... Um, the, yeah, that's the level of... Metric, <laughs> metric Pykel King yeah. uh, has mattress, been able to... <laughs> mattress Pikelet sings. Yeah. He, he's been able to... Um, only do that one trick that he knows how to do of write a half hour episode of Sex in the City and then the, the whole facade crashes down around him and the movie just grinds to an absolute fucking halt and there's, there's nothing anymore so, there's no yeah. point, it's like there's an, no pace it's like a there's no pathos passable, the peas are gone it's a passable episode of Sex in the City uh, settled with a two hour addendum yeah it's, yeah, it's not. It doesn't make for pretty watching. An, ep- an epilogue that involves the girls going to Abu Dhabi and one of them passing someone who's not their husband. And then actually, but. and this ties in quite nicely with what I noticed this week. And I, I think I've said it before, but like, just the the clutching at straws. So pretty much when they're tying up all the loose ends that they've sort of scattershot put through the movie, namely the passport mm. going missing. And mm-hmm. like when they're trying to get out of Abu Dhabi, and they go and get the passport, and it, there's no there's no problem with that. And then they go, uh, they can't get a cab, and and Carrie uses a tip she picked up from a TV actually from uh, it happened one night, where she reveals mm. reveals her leg, and that's such a ham-fisted attempt to be like, oh look, look the characters have learned something, you know, or anything or anything like that. And then as they drive the cab out. They just, for the sake of reminding everyone that, in fact, they are watching the same movie from 12 hours ago, they, so, they show you the Heart of the Desert poster in the background. And it's just... Yes. It, it's, it's, uh, it's just a... It's gratuitous. It's just like the, the loosest, most obvious, transparent attempt by um, 
Michelle Patricia Kingy um, mm. to make to make the thing feel whole. But you can't put two eggs and a cup of flour in a mixing bowl and then just, you know, leave it for two hours and come back and tell everyone that you've made a cake. You've made a fucking mess. The perfect analogy for this. Clean it up. Clean, um, clean up. I would like to, if it's all right with you, Guy Montgomery, give a shout-out to some people who have donated um, to the cause at... Uh, WorstIdeaOfAllTime.com Whatever You click on the merch page Hey Whatever it takes to make my my boy Timbat feel better I am Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds At Mint Mobile We like to do the opposite Of what Big Wireless does They charge you a lot We charge you a little So naturally When they announced They'd be raising their prices Due to inflation We decided to deflate our prices Due to not hating you That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional tell my problems too so that when they tell me what they think I know I'm getting it straight that's where better help comes in that's right better help have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online you've done a bit of therapy right guy I started doing therapy during uh, there was a pandemic I don't know if you remember and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting they help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. I think it's important we keep... Um, recognizing these people because they're troopers and to all the people who bought um t-shirts and stuff uh and posters for like christmas and whatnot fucking god bless you because it really warms the cockles of guy and i so there was um some fr- two friends two girlfriends on facebook that flicked us a message they had got each other uh the same shirt that, our yeah match i'd actually christmas present i would like to speak to i'd like to speak to that just quickly would all you yeah. <laughs> Uh, pussy ass motherfuckers, please buy one of the t-shirts which says love every day. Uh, <laughs> from what I've noticed online, no one has bought a t-shirt uh, representing my tattoo. And I'm going to go on a limb and say it's probably because uh, it leads with the Latin word cunctus, meaning yeah. love. Now, I understand that 
you know, at a glance, it might appear to be another much more unsavory word, but it's not. I've got it on my body. The least one of you could do is wear it for one day of your goddamn lives. <laughs> I treat this as a contest, and Tim is pretty much beating me I don't know how many to zip. I haven't sold a single fucking T-shirt. Oh, mate. Oh, mate. I don't know what to tell you. You're going to lose. You're going to lose heartily. Annabelle Pyrie is the... Um, cool person who sent us the photo of her and her mate wearing the t-shirts the following people have donated to us though they didn't even ask for anything in return guy they just flicked us money um alan dague green he gave us 50 us dollars for crying out loud and he he has written a note to us saying i waited until the director's commentary to watch the movie and goddamn i sat through the entire five-hour episode and watched the movie twice in a row (laughs) oh jesus uh you two are legends possessing an unreasonable power to entertain. Also, question mark, you demonstrate an alarming familiarity with United States geography. I know fuck all about New Zealand geography. Cheers, Alan, for saying so. I don't, um, I don't I know. Love the States. We're America files. Just um, for anyone listening who's thinking of, who hasn't listened to the five-hour episode and is thinking about doing it the way Alan did, I don't think that's the right way. I think the right way is to just bite it off in small chunks. I think do it on a trip. I wholeheartedly recommend getting on a plane and having that downloaded into your iPhone and just shutting your eyes and letting, letting, <laughs> just it, letting it wash, wash over, you. over you. Especially if you've got like some sleeping pills or something just to get you in a, a, a bit of a relaxed zone and just let the whole... Let, let, it, let us be a warm audio blanket that you can wrap yourself on. on nah, a nah, nah. That's a bad idea, man. Imagine that. You'll have some fucked up you, dreams. You, like yeah, that. you wake up an hour and just so groggy and dehydrated and there's just two people <laughs> losing their minds in your ears. That is not a healthy flying situation. There's something very true about it, though. Like, emotionally true. You're getting really close to where we're at. The following people have also donated. Uh, Sean Archer, James Roberts... Uh, James McNally, who says, I know you guys are suffering for the sake of, well, I don't know why, our entertainment maybe. I just hope that you keep in mind the benefits are worth it. That's a line from the movie. Good on you. Carol and... and Oh, wait. Did I shout this person out last time? I don't know, Tim. And Dresses? I don't know how to say the last name, unfortunately. I I feel like you did because you struggled with the last name last week. Yeah. I didn't realise we could leave comments. I'm throwing you guys a dollar because I love that term and because you guys are the balls. Love the show and how it showcases your collective, uh, blah, blah, blah. Love from California. Good on you, Carol. Thank you. Hey. I appreciate the kind words. I'm sorry I just skipped over them, but I'm not here to blow smoke up my own ass. California Jonathan Burke. knows how to party. Eric Peavy. Joshua Peters writes, These reparations are only a fraction of what you deserve for your pain and suffering. Thank you, mate. Stuart Hill. Stuart Hill, 50 bucks, mate. Stuart Fellas, Hill. just fifty bucks to let you to let you know that a dude in Dallas, Texas, has listened to every episode and enjoyed every single second. When you did that southern, even when you did that southern voice episode, for this fifty dollars, I would ask that you please promote one small thing for me in Dallas, Texas. This is in quote marks, guy. So I've got to read it verbatim. When you visit Dallas, Texas, and you are super thirsty for coffee, like Coffee Man, please visit Surge Coffee in downtown to get your fix. Hey, I actually, and I like that. When you do, tell them Stu sent you. <laughs> I'm not the owner. I get nothing from this. I work at an ad agency around the corner and trying to get these guys a little publicity because I love them 
and they are good humans. They are no big pipe, but if big pipe was a coffee business in Dallas, Texas, then Surge would be them, maybe, probably. Go. Love, Stew Hill. Stew? I do love you, Stew Hill. Okay, on you. well Surge done. Coffee. You bloody Trojan horse and add for this coffee house into our <laughs> podcast. But you're in advertising, mate. Fucking do, <laughs> do something about I know you get given clients, but a little pro bono work for Surge. Yeah. Uh, there are other ways to get this done. Look, I'm, I'm humbled and flattered by all of this, particularly at this time of year when I look forward to blowing these donations on supplies as I ring in 2016. A year mm. full of promise and a very small slate of Sex in the Two screenings. It makes me so happy, God. It almost makes me want to squid up. It makes you want to what? Skip it a bop Skip it a boop boop. Skip a Skip it a bop Skip it a bop Skip Skip it a bop And the town never knew such a hullabaloo. What's he drinking? going? Why is it is a ceramic mug? Coffee? That's right, every that week. the question. It's the same question. Only one question to be repeated ad nauseum. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I was making mm. a note during this mm. scene pertaining to mm. uh, the narrative device of Carrie Bradshaw speaking over what happens. Fucking blinking your miss it style cameo, and it's easy to forget that. Didn't, yeah, it is. Didn't see the guy. A lot of people um, write to us, they say, I've watched the movie, Coffee Guy's not in it. And we go, look, you have our, our word, he's there, ever so briefly, but he is there. Yeah, frankly, the notion that he doesn't exist at all is kind of an affront to our sanity. The guy's in the movie, all right? The thing is, though, Guy, maybe he isn't sometimes, and like, today is an, uh, an okay. example of Well, that. no, you've just sounded more insane by suggesting that some weeks he doesn't show up to work. You're revisiting yeah. the helican days of Grown Ups 2, where I was convinced that different performances were occurring week in, week out. I still feel like in your heart of hearts you're um, playing by that game in this as well. I do think that, yes. Uh, I think the thing with the coffee guy is he's, he's got a lot on. He's a busy dude, and sometimes he can make it to the performance, and sometimes he can't. That's right. Apart from uh, featuring in Sex in the City 2 every week, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he only shows up for our screenings. And if a, a more fair weather fan dips their toes into the Sex in the City 2 pool, uh, Coffee Guy, he doesn't always show up because he's, he's flat tack with his other stuff. Featuring in quite literally every other movie or television program known to humanity. Mm. Mm. He's in everything. He's like Superman and Seinfeld, except in every cultural product that's ever been produced. Did you? Did I just hear your parents laughing in the in the background? Yeah, good ears, mate. I don't know what they're up to. I imagine your dad just explained the concept of the podcast to your mum. She listens. No, yeah. no. Yeah, dog. Really? Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. My uh, my little sister. Hold on, mum. You listen to the podcast, eh? Yeah. She does. Now she's going to be in it. My little sister listens. My older sister doesn't get down with Mm. podcasts at all. She broke her Mm. arm very severely earlier in the year. Snapped her humorous in two. She's got a she got a fifteen fifteen centimeter metal rod put in it. Uh, And when she was recovering, she'd go to the treadmill and she would listen to the podcast while running on the treadmill. And I was talking about it with her the other day uh, because we're both home for the holidays. 
And uh, she said, yeah, I started listening to it on the, on the treadmill, but then eventually it just made me want to kill myself, so I had to stop. <laughs> I assume that's happened to a lot of people. They dip their toes in, they'll listen to the odd episode or two, and then they'll go like, you know what, fuck this. And I wish that we had the same ability to choose our own fate. You know, that's what Coffee Guy's doing every week, Guy. He's sometimes deciding to just not pop in that week. He's like, oh, fuck it. I cannot. I'm here most of the time. 90% of the time I'll make it in, but I'm taking a sick day this day. I cannot deal. I think that is what happened to him this week as well. I think he's crook. He's yeah. had too much coffee. He's gotten ill. It's the holidays. He's full of turkey and caffeine. I mean, the toilet is an absolute mess. He's, uh, he's, he's flat tack. He, does, he just can't, he can't dip out to hear those screaming banshees plan their trip to the Middle East. He's got too much on. And too much other shit on. He's got to be on the toilet for extended periods at the moment. It's all, not a good scene. All power to him. I, res- yeah. I actually respect him more for that, if anything. I, I, I would like to just offer my thoughts and prayers to Coffee Guy during this difficult toilet period for him. I, would, I hope he comes out yeah. of this all right. I'd like to offer my thoughts and prayers to the family and any uh, guests of Coffee Guy over this difficult period. Uh, it, would, mm. it would be for the best if you would use maybe the upstairs bathroom. Uh, the bathroom on the, on the ground floor is, is more or less out of order for the foreseeable future. It's a porcelain nightmare that we're dealing with. It's, it's, what is happening in there it's a, is, is... It's a crime scene. It is a crime scene. That's right. It's been taped off. Uh, even Coffee Guy's not allowed in there. He's got the NYPD over. They've cordoned off the, the whole area. I mean, the, no, no, no one comes in or out. The entire house is on lockdown, such as the devastation of what's happening there. So uh, pray for Coffee Guy. Pray for Coffee Guy. Save Coffee Guy. It's like Save Ferris. Mm. If you're familiar with uh, John Hughes's career during the late 80s um anyway <clears throat> look guy i've got one more note that i just want to dwell on I, I can leave the other ones at the door but the guy at the bar being jared from the pretender i i just can't get over this fact and i i noticed something with that information that we got given by a fan um on this watch armed with that context that guy who could be an assassin or could be hitting on big we're still not 100 percent sure which one it's definitely the same character from The Pretender because what he does right is he's, he's in this weird environment. He, he's at a gay wedding. He's out of sorts. He's found a tux to get into so he can blend in. And he's just trying to follow everyone's lead and not arouse suspicion. So it makes sense that when Big goes, uh, have a nice night, Jared says back to him either seductively or threateningly, depending on what mood you're in. He says back to him, you have a nice night. Because he's just parroting lines because that's the best way to blend in. Just like pick up what you're hearing around you and just repeat it. That it's definitely the same character from The Pretender. He is a genius who's escaped an institute where he was held as a child, and Miss Parker's on his case, and he's just he's trying to get away. That there's so much going on. If you just scratch a little bit under the surface of this of this film, uh, I believe the the expression is "still waters run deep," and um, yeah, what was once thought of as a as an offensive and destructive two-and-a-half-hour Middle Eastern romp, uh, I'm pretty happy to say we are slowly uncovering is, in fact, um, is, is just littered with characters and heroes and villains. Uh, There's a lot going on. Yeah, I actually... it's uh, original, I had two Shining Lights this week, Tim, and you still owe me one, and we do have to dig mm. into that big leather-bound book before we can dip out of the uh, conversation and carry on with our lives. But uh, I noticed... 
panic is spreading through New York City on account of Brady. And when Miranda rushes to the science fair to watch Brady take out first prize in the second grade science contest, beating, I can't remember her name, with what is static electricity, an outrage that has reverberated through the school for years since, there is a parent, a blonde woman, as she looks frenzied and panicked, and she is describing something fearful to another parent, uh, and this is happening exactly as it is being revealed that Brady has won first prize. And uh, I don't know her involvement, but she knows something, and uh, she's trying to get the word out before it's too late. Wow. I would encourage you. Go. I would encourage you to look for her. So when Miranda enters the building, one of the first shots you see is a very frenzied and panicked blonde woman explaining uh, uh, the, the situation to someone. I, I've certainly. I'll keep my eyes peeled. And then also, while we're talking about Miranda again, I'd just like to say that while they try and make a happy ending for everyone in this film, I noticed uh, as she's giving her speech at a new workplace, a new law firm at the end, while Sydney Lopper's True Colours plays, uh, the catering at that lunch is an absolute shambles. There's no cutlery or plates. There's no rhyme or reason to what's happening. Um, and while I'm very excited that Miranda's got a new job, I mean, there's no arguing the fact that she's downgraded in terms of law firm. Um, that This place is an absolute disarray. Uh, and frankly, it'll be lucky to make it to the end of the calendar year. So um, I love what this comment communicates to me because it means that you were with the movie right till the end because that is the epilogue of the film that you're describing and you were still tuned in with enough detail to be able to pick out the lack of cutlery on that table. Look, there's, you deserve a medal for that guy. There's like there's three staff members of the catering team. One of them is tossing a salad. God knows what he's going to serve it into. The other two mm. are reaching back and forth from the table as if there are jobs for them to do. I mean, these people are going to eat out of a trough, from all I understand. You can't hire out a premium-grade catering service and make your customers eat out of a trough. And I'll, I'll, bloody, I'll talk about that until I'm blue in the face, Tim. That's the horn of truth. <laughs> cool. We should get the sound effects bank. I like that. Um, hey, do you want my shining light? More than anything. It was the music that underscores the moment where the Louis Vuitton reveal comes, when the women in burkas take off their burkas and they're in uh, the new season line. Yeah. And there's just like the music is trying so hard to imbue a sense of emotion into that otherwise wretched scene. The sequence is just happening in front of you. You're just going, Jesus fucking Christ. Not only do we all need to pack up our things and go home, we've been in this movie cinema for two hours and ten minutes now. <laughs> Nothing's happened. <laughs> but this is just a, an affront to good taste and the correct way that I think globalisation should be happening. It's, it's an affront to common sense and uh, movie making in general and the music is trying so hard to add a bit of delicacy and vulnerability to the moment yeah camaraderie it's trying so hard it, uh, uh, so I'd like to tip my hat to the composer and uh, good job I'd like you to I'd like to tip my hat with you the amount of work that was left to the scoring of this film is unfathomable the fact that the composer and the orchestra who played the music don't get a leading title credit at the start of the film is um, it's an insult and it's an indicator to the egomaniac that was uh, Michael Pickles Kingston. 
Either that or he did a deal where he was like, I'll do the work, but there's no way I want my name anywhere near this. So yeah. if I'm signing this, I'm getting your money and I will not be mentioned. That is... Give me a pen name if you need to put some title card there for Composer. Equally possible. And now, as always, Tim, it's time to head um, up to nom the diplôme. 30th floor of a huge glass building. Uh, a room... With nothing but screens and the etchings of a madman. Uh, it is, of course, Mr. Big's big book of ideas. What's he brewing? What's he thinking? Guy, Big is known as a man of a lot of thoughts and concepts and ways to make money for himself and for others and for himself to recommend to others that he charges out those ideas for to make himself money off the back of the companies making money. Now, one of his most recent uh, concepts that he's floated to a, a uh, airline is instead of the traditional route to get from New York City to Abu Dhabi <laughs> in, a, in a more direct flight path, to go over the plains of Africa. <laughs> There's no real rhyme or reason to how this would save time. Uh, certainly would seem to be more expensive because of the jet fuel. I, but I have big a, in his head. Yes, I have a theory about I because I, I I know this, and I have a theory about why exactly, um, big big wants this flight path, and that is please. Well, we all know big, of course, uh, from the the popular group Intergalactic Glory Hell, Glory Hell, the world's yep. premier seventeen piece ska kings cover band. Now, a lesson known fact is that. Uh, Big's brother is Steve Lukather. Now, Steve Lukather, of course, he's a, the guitarist, singer, and songwriter who pretty much led uh, Toto, the rock band Toto. Now, we all mm. know Toto's most popular song, of course, mm. is Africa, um, a, a song which is occasionally forgotten. And frankly, uh, Africa is Steve Lukather, Big's brother, pretty much his only remaining source of serious income. And so the logic holds, if we can just, I mean, it would be, make a lot more sense to just give him some of his money, but if we can just get these planes flying over the plains of Africa. The unfortunate thing is, uh, is a misunderstood tribute as well. Big thought that the song was talking about aeroplanes over Africa. No. Because he's not familiar with what the word planes means in terms of a stretch of land. So he thinks that not only is he doing... Um, a musical business favour to the band Toto, but he thinks it's some sort of emotional tribute as well, taking the lyrics of the song to put more planes over Africa. I mean, the, and, and it just doesn't make any fucking no, sense. The whole thing's horribly misguided, I believe, if I'm not much mistaken. And this is why it's such a it's uh, such a bizarre gesture. It's so generous, but it's also so misguided. Is uh, I bless the rains down in Africa. So unless that aeroplane is distributing water, I mean, there's no correlation between the song and the new flight path at all. Except for in the insane inner sanctum of Mr. Big's cranium, which is a terrifying place to uh, sit yourself even for half an hour. You certainly wouldn't want to spend a lifetime in there. Good Lord, no. Um, Guy, that might just about done do it for us this week. Absolutely. Uh, what? Ab absolutely, I agree. 
Oh, good. You kind of cut out there. So that would be a good time. Hey, what I'd like to do, though, is um, in exchange for the uh, very variable sound quality of this episode and its lateness, apologies for both those things, uh, as penance, one of our fans uh, by the name of Josh Peters has sent us a cover that he's done of um, the worst idea of all-time theme song, which, by the way... Um, if you if you want to do a cover, by all means, do it. Send it to us. I'm not going to guarantee that we'll play it. <laughs> Excuse me. Jesus, Jesus those sneezes are coming in so hot on my headphones. <laughs> but bless you. I actually, I kind of leaned into the, it doesn't matter. What matters is Josh Peters has sent us a theme song, um, a take on the original, which is done by Matt Mulholland, uh, who you should look up if for no other reason than his recorder cover of um, the Titanic theme. In fact, why, we'll, how it will go on. we'll post that on the Facebook page. We absolutely will, because we don't talk about the talent of Matt Mulholland enough, but he's the one who just, like, in a matter of a couple of hours after I asked him, just shout out that theme song, which we've been using all season. Um, this, however, is Josh Peters doing a cover to take us home. Guy, any final words or thoughts as we head into the new year 2016 and the home stretch of this season? Uh, look, happy holidays to to one and all. Uh, I'd like all of you, for whatever you're celebrating or not celebrating, you secular maniacs, uh, to receive from me, Guy Montgomery, to you, kind listener, a kiss. For a kiss is always a gift. Take us home, Josh. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Season two. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.